Hello everybody. Welcome to another weekly edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. Get it. And I'm Vern Value. And we are Wall Street analysts who have had to go underground to bring you our unvarnished views on Value Line's weekly stock picks. This week we review the May 26th edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV, you've seen our opinions in the business section, but our bosses would never let us offer our candid opinions to the general public, so we've altered our voices and taken on secret identities so they'll never know. We put our weekly show on our website, www.thevalueguys.com. We're available on iTunes and on uh, podcasts everywhere. Uh, this week, Vern's going to go first. There's a lot of exciting ideas in uh, Value Line. Uh, I'll be back at the end of the show to talk about EDS, Google, a little thing called United Online that you never heard of that I'm really excited about, uh, H&R Block, uh, which who knows what's going on with them, and a few other things. Yeah, Marsh I got Microsoft. Well, Microsoft's <laughs> hot. I mean, uh, let's face it, that's a good one. And a couple of other things. But uh, with that, I'd like to uh, turn things over here to uh, my colleague, Vern Value. Vern. Vern Vernon value. Who named you? Your mom What's or your on my dad? Certificate. Uh -huh. Vernon. Uh, you know, I, I was telling you earlier. I'm sort of struck this week by uh, uh, the number, the sheer number of uh, good stock ideas in this week's issue, according to Value Lines. Uh, timely. What do they call them? Timeliness, timeliness rankings. Timeliness rankings. You know, over history, those have been good predictors. Mm. Uh, which is one of the reasons we love Value Line because they, uh, um, some of what they they like is a bit predictable, and it does help us. I mean, Lord, how many, what are there, 100 stocks here every week? Uh, I don't know, but I am always looking at the threes and the fours. I don't trust the higher uh, I, I always take a look at the ones. Yeah. Sometimes the one I is actually, a great idea. I, I, I don't that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I, so there was a lot to choose from this week, um, but mostly I stuck to software. Uh, I love software. Very popular Could, nowadays. Couldn't live without it. Um, and believe it or not, there are some value ideas. I predict that software world. is going to be an important part of everyone's lives in the future. <laughs> <laughs> <You're gonna laughs> hey, where's my flying car, by the way? Uh, probably anyway. more important than hardware will be. Right, I actually. think that's been proven out already. Um, this week, let's see. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, Citrix Systems. This is a uh, stock that we uh, talked about back in February when... Uh, <clears throat> Well, we, you, uh, uh, were, you I, recommended this, well, if I but remember. We were, we were a little, we were actually kind of lukewarm because the valuation was, you know, a little stiff at the time. But uh, the story looked like it was about ready to break out, and we love the product here. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, uh, Citrix has a uh, proprietary software solution that allows you to access your, your home network from any uh, Internet-abled uh, or connected computer anywhere in the world. Yeah, I worked at a Securely. bank and I had a thing that changed numbers yeah, every could, 30 seconds. Right, Is that the exactly. thing? That was That's such a pain in the about. beep. <laughs> uh, but it was so convenient. But convenient it's, to have remote it. access anywhere you went. I right? hated it. I hated it. And it doesn't even have to be your own PC. Um, so anyway, I, according to Value Line, here points out the stocks are up. 30% since February when they raised their rating to a one. Got to give them credit. They made a good call here. Um, and so the stock, I, I don't have in front of me, I don't know where the stock was at the time, but if it's up 30% and it's $40 now, then it must have been, oh, I guess somewhere in the $30 range, right? It's a 7.2 billion market cap stock. So if you haven't heard of it, it's not because it's not big enough. Um, and they have a, an outstanding track record of growth here. I mean, growth every year. History of Value Line shows back to 96. Um, when it was 30, uh, it had a PE in the low 20s. 
uh, and wasn't at well, a this ain't a huge stop. This is, this is a 30 multiple on uh, cash flow. Now it's 35 times earnings, and oh. you're right, uh, you're right, Val. I it's mean, 30 uh, times cash flow. Come on. And, you know, actually, a little even worse than that, I was looking at the uh, quarterly revenue projections that uh, the value line analyst has. Their model here, because they comment favorably about their growth prospects, although they acknowledge that growth rates may be moderating. And as I look at uh, the last couple quarters, uh, the next one, two, the next two quarters forecast, the June and September quarters, um, better than 20% on the top line. Very impressive top line growth. I'm sure that was one of the things that we were attracted to back when the multiple was closer to 20. Uh, but it goes to under 10 in the December quarter, and then for every quarter thereafter. So a very, for this kind of a multiple, 35 multiple, I mean, a pretty sharp slowdown. So what's your point, um, Vern? The point is here, if uh, if you've owned it, or if you happen to be a buyer on value lines upgrade in February, um, it looks to us like a good time yeah, to take absolutely. profits. Let's, let's, um, so let's move on to some things that, uh, you know, unless you happen to own Citrix, uh, you might be interested in knowing more I about. I thought it was a fruit, actually. Uh, I got two companies here now with uh, the word software in the name, so I guess we uh, they know what they do, and uh, they both uh, both of the stocks start with a letter B. Great. I don't, letter I don't, B. I'm not sure if that means so much of anything. BMC Software. The symbols BMC. I have no idea what it stands for. Uh, clearly, some kind of uh, uh, what are they? Uh, software targeted at IBM's database and data communication systems for mainframes. Mainframe segment largest contribu contributor to the bottom line according to value line. Um, so maybe a little bit older technology if you will. Um, they don't, don't show a lot of top line uh, they don't show a lot of top line growth. Value line somewhat concerned about that or at least the analyst is. Um, I'm looking at uh, 4 billion market cap. Got a tw uh, $20 stock price. Um, 26 times earnings, but less than 10 times cash flow at $16. What do you? What's $16? Well, I've got $4 in surplus cash on my balance sheet with no debt and positive free cash flow, according to Value Line. Not just positive free cash flow, but positive free cash flow. Oh, every year back to 1990. So. It Cash flow to, 190, capital spending 20 cents. That's pretty good. I don't know <laughs> if you're going to get any of that back, but um, doesn't look in that context all that horribly expensive. Their operating margins are in the 20% uh, range now, apparently. Return on capitals in the mid-teens. I, you know, I don't know what to make of the ownership structure. It does say something here about four financial institutions owning a third of the company. I'm not sure if that means anything. Uh, value lines issue um, is, uh, according to the analyst, is that. Uh, you know, there hasn't been any, uh, any reason to go buy BMC, I guess. But uh, according to their projections, the March quarter, which I guess hadn't been reported yet, was going to be the first quarterly um, positive revenue comparison in several quarters. Um, looks like a great time to buy it. So BMC, we like that one. Um, Borland... Oh my God! Do you remember the name? Do you remember those companies? Yeah, I do. They made a lot of important um, software when the computer the PCs, you know, first came I, out. Do you remember when Quattro Pro was a hot new alternative? I do. I mean, I um, I, I own Visicalc, uh, Visiplot. If you've ever heard of Visiplot, 
email me, but I did. I learned it. You know, that's these Borland, guys were at the beginning. Borland the beginning. Software. Well, they did. They've got history going back to 1990, just like BMC. Even before that. Uh, uh, Value Line doesn't like this. They just lowered their rating in February to a four. Looks like they were right. Stock's five dollars. It actually doesn't look like they own any of the things they should be famous for from the uh, dawn of the uh, PC era. I'm just looking well, on the. It, it, um, and who knows how they got the name? Actually, yeah. I mean the name's been traded Names are around. For sale, you know. This used to be something called Enprise Corporation. Uh, tools and services to simplify uh, whatever e-business applications for all major computing platforms. Foreign uh, business is half of sales. You know, I honestly can't tell you a lot about what they uh, what they do. Hmm. Uh, except they're a software company. Well, what does it say? With uh, uh huh. Well. It, it management says that they, of e provider of tools and services to simplify the development, deployment, and management of e-business applications for all major computing all platforms. These software so things they're always so they're helping murky. people gravitate to right. the internet. Um, they're improving the paradigm. Well, Valueline does say it's a transitional yeah. year for the company. They're going to change from a provider of application development tools to a provider of products to manage the entire life cycle of an application from design through deployment to management. Well, I, I don't even know what all do that Do we like means. it or do I, we not like it? We like this. Oh. And the reason we like it is because they have $173 million in cash, no debt. That's about $3 of share in cash. The stock's at 5 Value line says that modest free cash flow last year will be nil this year, but can rebound to $0.50. Cents, they have no debt. $0.40, cents, right, no debt. Three dollars of cash, um, you know. Sales per share five. They had one, two, three, four, five, six. They had six years in a row prior to the current year, where cash flow per share, net of the capital spending number, is you know like forty cents. Book a value share. five bucks. Um, I you know now they're gonna they acquired a business. They're gonna divest something that. Uh, has 84 million in revenue, down 50 million in one year. They're, they announced a restructuring. Mm -hmm. They're cutting sales jobs. They, they, they says 300 jobs. Not perfectly clear. It's all salespeople, but that usually involves uh, a, a revenue sacrifice. Um, and the value line talks about the new uh, product emphasis, adding volatility to quarterly results. I, it seems to me at this valuation, you can accept a you know a lot of volatility. It's hard to see this as more than uh, five times cash flow. Uh, so Borland, B-O-R-L, maybe you want to look into it, but uh, I, I think cheap. it's very interesting. Um, and what is that? That the, the market cap is 300 million, right? 300 million equity market cap, 173 million in cash. Um, mm. Microsoft, on the other hand, has a 232 billion market capitalization equity. You know, why don't they just go buy you this know, is what's Switzerland? So, what's so great about this is total debt, none. <laughs> I mean, they don't even have some like stray little piece of uh, debt in um, some bizarre. I'm just a citizen, you know, but you know, you can do a show on Microsoft and continent. how they've changed the world for the better. I'm uh, a fan. You know, and for all the for all the. Uh, for all the uh, noise about Microsoft having matured as a business and being too big to grow, and I, I'm just looking at the long-term history here, and uh, sales per share is up every year that Value Lines. Well, got I'd, on I'd here. also note that the government grows faster than GDP, and I think Microsoft may be, you know, soon more powerful than the government. Let's it's see. one of the few companies that sales could actually, per share you know, this year up 20 percent. You could hold, you know, like for example, you could hold France hostage. You know, you could Operating. just get a call about uh, France going down August one. <laughs> 
Uh, if you don't pay margins. a big dividend to Microsoft. Operating what do you think mar- about that? <laughs> Operating <laughs> margins. I think it's a great idea. It's out I there. Think I get on the that. phone right now. But they you know, have we need po- my point is, they have power. The they have pricing power, and you just can't turn Microsoft off, and that's so much power. You, if, if you anger Microsoft, I mean. You don't the, want to. We shouldn't elect- even be talking about it right have you, now. Have you seen these uh, pictures from outer space? Wait a minute. <laughs> have you seen these pictures of North Korea at night and South Korea, you know, and the, yeah. all the lights on the Yeah, you can just the... make that blank if you're Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft could shut down right. South so Korea. So when you can get that for what's the multiple? The multiple is less than a market multiple. Yeah. This is absolutely hilarious. They are, uh, you know, among the most powerful the entities stocks, on the planet. The stock's under $23. There's $3 of cash on the balance sheet. Why do we care about cash on the balance sheet? Oh, guess what? Microsoft has acknowledged that they generate so much free cash that they couldn't possibly reinvest it all in equally attractive return investments. So they return a lot of it to shareholders. Well, how about this? Analysts show 20% growth for Microsoft. They're coming up at 50, you know, at 10. What do they do? Uh, how about raising prices 10%, everybody? Okay. Problem <laughs> solved. I mean, <laughs> return on capital uh, dipped alarmingly in the uh, early part of this decade. They paid a dividend. To 15% and yeah. is now back up above 25. They paid a dividend that, you know, registered on federal <laughs> documents. You know, you know I, I mean? I get a, they uh, change I, GDP in I'm a, a quarter. I'm a subscriber to a tsunami warming, warning network uh, over the web. You can do that through the U.S. government. And uh, when they paid, they actually paid the dividend on right. the day it was paid. Yeah, I got an alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It registered. I don't. Richter was in the well, five it was, range. Uh, it I was think. a meaningful double-digit percent of uh, consumer income. In case you've income never heard of Microsoft, they are the largest independent maker of software. Period. You know that that's the. Description of the company right there. Business. Largest independent maker of software. Of course, unfortunately, the Sears motto, satisfaction guaranteed, is uh, not uh, their uh, motto. So we won't even get into everything they make. Um, You know, it's not all perfect. But guess what? Right now, they've got a great new product cycle going on. And um, I haven't played it, but I've experimented with it in the store. If you haven't uh, checked out the Xbox, you should. Very cool stuff. Um, The the stock is down. Xbox recently, 360, you mean. Recently, because, yes, I'm sorry, the 360, because uh, company uh, uh, discussed it, uh, uh, ran, uh, ramping up, basically, new product development spending uh, to recharge the plat, the uh, pipeline, and uh, people sold the stock off. So a stock that has peaked between $28 and $30 uh, this year and each of the last three years is now under 23 because of a... Uh, disappointment about needing to spend a little more money over what some little cycle a year or two um, you have an opportunity here to buy uh, the single most powerful company on the planet well there's a little buzz going around now on the internet as well you may have seen it where uh, Microsoft engineers software engineers themselves have sent around this little video that's on YouTube that makes a lot of fun out of Microsoft as the designer of the iPod and the elegance of the iPod versus the stumbling, bumbling packaging and execution of marketing by Microsoft. So they seem to understand their problems. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there still for you know some some big you changes. Can, you can buy a lot of new product development for one percent of 44 billion. In revenue. Well, the migration's moving to the television. They're going to have a very, you know, Vista's going to have a whole suite of video as, you know, your TV in your living room is the center of family entertainment. And uh, they can win a big share of that with this new product. Uh, they're uh, almost certain to, and if not, um, 
certainly copy or acquire so we're whatever both, we're is. We're both fans. Yeah. Uh, you have to own Microsoft here, folks. Uh, buy it on the disappointment. You'll be really glad you did. Uh, last idea that I've got this week, a uh, little different uh, um, uh, end of the spectrum, if you will. Uh, although it does have a $5 billion market cap, uh, Expedia, uh, as in .com. Uh, EXPE is the symbol. Uh, recently trading a little north of 14, um, half of its highs since it, what, became a public company in August of 2005. Okay, so they spun it out less than a year ago, and it's already been trashed because the, um, they reported a quarter where they didn't earn as much as they were expected to. Well, there are, there are some there there could be some problems with that. More business is flowing to the uh, home site of the transportation provider, and that's scaring everybody right now. United Airlines is selling more stuff on their own site, et cetera. But what these guys can do that no one can do is uh, package stuff up. They can aggregate it for yeah. them. And uh, in a world where uh, it's become more difficult for the independent travel agent to uh, develop a business model that allows them to earn a decent living. Exactly. And if you need best um, price on a trip, you can't go to United Airlines. Now, and so get now that. you're talking about uh, average Main Street, um, um, uh, Dick and Jane, who are planning Dick a vacation. Dick and Jane? Yeah, that's Main Street. Okay. How about uh, like Bob and, uh, or how about Ted, uh, Harry Carol and Sally? And Alice. That's in the news. Yeah, oh, Harry and Sally. That's in the news. Uh, or... Um, Hillary Batman and, and Jeb. <laughs> we just saw him last week at the uh, Secret uh, Identity Convention. You know, anyway, the my you've you've kind of got at what my thesis here is, and that is that they provide content, and they are an aggregator of a variety of uh, different services. They own, if in case you don't know, they besides uh, you know the basic uh, website where you can make a plane reservation, uh, they have something called TripAdvisor and Hotels.com. You may have seen pretty aggressive. Oh, they own that? Advertising campaign recently. You know, here's another thing where, it's a nice um, you know, yeah, I mean, people buy, I think people half the time they buy a travel guide. They really just buy it because they need a hotel directory. And this is a great, um, a great I, I tool. I like that side. I didn't know they own Operating it. margins um, for the, you know, two or three years they're shown in the company's history are pretty attractive. I, you know, my guess is you don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, but apparently, very strong, positive free cash flow at this point, and with the stock being halved, about 10 times cash flow. Um, they apparently have a new partnership and agreement with Microsoft. Um, so they're putting content on MSN's travel website. I also mentioned here some other uh, some other partnerships, including Continental Airlines and Hyatt. Maybe Continental is um, letting Expedia package a solution for them in terms of a reservation system. Uh, execution is apparently the issue, um, but you've got tremendous content. Uh, somebody's going to step up and buy them, I figure, if uh, hmm. they can't execute their way out of this. So. Uh, at these kind of price levels and given what the apparent returns can be. They show very low return on capital, but that's clearly because they're so overcapitalized. There's uh, over $500 million in cash, no debt, so about a buck and a half a share in cash. So valuations, you know, it's part of makes it even a little more you attractive. You can make a demographic argument about. here, just, you know, older uh, baby boomers retiring, want to travel more. That's the actually the fastest growing age group for web use as well. They're looking for best price, ease of use, time constrained, et cetera. 
why wouldn't everybody just go to Expedia? You're not going to go to United Airlines, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, uh, FourSeasons.com. And these guys have had a lot of, I mean, they were. this was originally developed by Microsoft back in 95, and they spun it out in 99. So uh, there's a lot of, a long history and a lot of science behind the product here. They've got a very good look. I mean, if you haven't used the product, you ought to take a look at it because it's very easy to use. Right, um, anyway, that, that brings my tour of... Um, uh, my tour, anyway, of the computer software and services industry to a close. And so with that, I'd like to turn it over to my, uh, uh, my partner, my, my colluding uh, uh, associate. Colluding. 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 Uh, Let's have Val a... Hughes. Thank you very much. Should we have a beverage, beverage break? break? We always do Good that. idea. Okay. Okay, exciting week on Wall Street this week. Uh, after last week, if you recall, you know, the markets had had a pretty tough week, and uh, we came in here pretty beat up last week. This week's been a, you know, a little salve on the wound. The markets seem a little better, a little better tone, um, less stupid things being said by, uh, you know, market professionals and uh, heads of banks of nations, et cetera. That always week. helps. Yeah. So a um, little better tone, uh, you know, the Russell value indexes, which, you know, affect our approach. Uh, have had a little better tone. Uh, you know, I think that the uh, recession that was being predicted to start up next week maybe uh, is getting postponed again. Summer is a hard time to get a read on the market. It's time everybody goes away. The weather gets a little better. And so, uh, you know, seasonally adjusted numbers, retail sales, all that can be very volatile. It's slow time anyway. And uh, so you can have a lot of speculation and such during the mar uh, summer that can create volatility in the market. So I'm not surprised. I think we'll see more of that. Uh, over the coming months. Anyway, this week is a decent week. Uh, you know, the bank industry, big commodity, whatever, I don't know anything about it. I'd say buy territories with population growth, and uh, that's that's really all I know. Financial services, etc. cetera. Um, I have uh, a few picks this week, uh, Vern. I just sort of went through and uh, in order and picked some of these things out. Um, so let's just start in. I mean, I went through this financial services area. The first thing I came across here, uh, I'm sorry, computer software area, was electronic data systems, uh, ticker EDS. This thing is on page uh, 2190, for those of you looking around. This is the old Ross Perot company uh, that was really a big supplier to General Motors and their needs. Ross Perot did such a good job. He was invited on the board. There was all that, you know, uh, politics back then and the board of General Motors versus Ross Perot, et cetera, they went their own ways. And uh, electronic data systems, though, emerged as a huge supplier of uh, giant outsourced computer systems and software maintenance to giant organizations. Uh, and the stock had a lot of problems back in 2002. They signed, I think up until that point, the largest contract in history with the U.S. Navy. And before the ink was even dry on that deal, it all turned negative. I think a guy lost his job. The stock went from, uh, you know, 70 being a darling of the internet and all to you know 10 uh, ouch and uh, and so uh, you know but underneath there was a, a, a good company providing very high quality service and timely service across you know hundreds of thousands of desktops to organizations and there's just only two or three people in the world that can even bid on jobs like that and they lost a lot of money on that Navy contract but you know guess what that was four years ago I'm reading through here value line has it as a three Right now, just for starters, in terms of what I get interested, don't pay attention to the P.E. ratio because they're still not earning uh, levels of margin that they'll have in a few years. But their cash flow per share is 4 bucks, stock at 25 so I like that. 
Uh, value line has some uh, big earnings growth over the next couple of years. They're going to move from 32 cents and 45 cents in 04 and 05 to 90 cents and a buck 40. These big earnings increases are coming because all the revenue that's coming in from the Navy, they've just really recently renegotiated, is incrementally dropping to the operating earnings line because everything's paid for in terms of people in the field. And for the first two years of that contract, they lost money every day on every person on every desktop. And that finally has turned positive. That's a huge thing. And the market doesn't seem to sort of get it. It seems that, uh, you know, they think, gee, EDS, a company that has problems. Yeah, they had one problem. And guess what? It's solved. So uh, their return on capital is now going to start to move higher. You can see when they wrote that Navy contract, this is a company that traditionally earned 20% returns on capital. They know how to run a business. The mistake they made was signing that deal with the Navy. Now that deal's fixed. They went from 21% return on capital to seven to two, and now they're, you know, then they had to, you know, basically threaten the Navy that they're going to shut down and a lot of battles and et cetera, but they've won those battles. Uh, they've been paying off debt. They've been... Uh, At least the battles are over. They're, they're over somewhat anyway, and I think over the next couple of years... And anyway, this thing is a safe bet. Uh, I'm just going to make a prediction. Computers and software are going to be increasingly used in the future, okay? And these guys are one of a handful of companies that as organizations get bigger... Well, I, kinda, I took you that agree for with that? granted. Yeah, I thought, no. I sort of We're thought, making that prediction I thought our here. listeners might already uh, be there. No, I Didn't don't know. Didn't we predict that on an earlier show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to be here <laughs> saying I, you know, today... The reason I, I did this uh, computer software whole thing okay. I did was... All right, there's my point. The okay. market thinks EDS, I don't know what they think, but these guys can do things only a handful of people can do. The, the mistake they made is past, and they're uh, back to profitability, back to serious cash flow. Their returns are going to come along with. Now, on the next page, uh, I got a little thing called Keen. That's on page 2198. They kind of do the same thing. Uh, they kind of have all the same numbers. I don't know them as well. I haven't owned Keen. I have owned EDS. And, uh, but it looks like it's a similar type of thing. They have outsourcing, software applications, business processing, development integration. I do know one thing. During the uh, uh, Y2K, you know, uh, I guess computer departments all across America urged everyone to batten down the hatches because it was going to be a disaster, and you know, and uh, you know, whatever the end of the, the I think millennium. They were going to raise the Titanic, yeah, just so it I mean, could it, sink it again. was a nightmare, and people were scared out of their wits from all this. Well, nothing happened except in one small country in some continent somewhere, and, <laughs> and it uh, turned out that that was a, a defective light bulb. Yeah, exactly. Out. Nothing happened, but what happened was overcapacity for years in the uh, computer industry. That's starting to lift, and as that as capacity utilization gets higher, you have more problems. You got to call your repairman more. These guys are the repairman, and I think this is what? a look at. Institutional huh? geek squad? Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah, well, people don't want to hire people this late in a cycle for, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So as the economy continues strong, I mean, we had a 5% GDP growth last quarter, everybody. Things are very hot, and we can always predict they're going to slow down. But you know what? They're hot right now. They, Of course, they will slow down. But we're going to have five a... five number was a product of a crummy fourth quarter born of the hurricanes. Well, it's not a sustainable number, but right. it's a real number. The point is, things are busy. Computer systems are being strained. Uh, capacity utilization is moving up. These guys are going to get the call more. And uh, just like EDS, I think Keen is one you could put in a little bit of a diversified portfolio uh, on these stocks. Uh, what else do I have? Here's a very interesting one. I just want to disclose I've never heard of this in my life. It's called... What D is it? Well, I've never heard of it. It's DST Systems. It's on page 2189. Uh, let me just read. This What's was, the symbol? 
It's D S T, everybody. <laughs> well, okay. imagine that. Yeah. It was formed in 1969 by, this is very interesting. Here's a little detail on the company. And Valley Line is wonderful at this. Sometimes they have a little blurb. Formed in 1969 by Kansas City Southern Industries, which Isn't I think a is railroad? a code for a railroad. Yeah. <laughs> and they started buying things so they could change their name from railroad to industries, which they probably figured to get a higher multiple at that time. And they took on industries. You know, if it was today, it would be KansasCity.com Te- or something. Yeah, technology. Yeah. So DST and what they were was a pioneer in online automated record keeping. Okay, well, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, They provide information processing and computer software services and products to mutual funds and other financial services. Well, I'm pretty sure of one thing. That is, it's going to be, you know, dark pretty soon. And also, uh, computer services are going to be in more use in the future than they are now. And mutual funds are growing faster than the overall economy because of the baby boom, retiring, and wealth, and all that. Yeah, but don't you have negative pricing and something like that? Uh, Well, I don't know. The returns on capital... Uh, are running in the 20s right now, and I think that's in and part... And have been rising. Well, they've been rising. There's some event last year oh, yeah. that I don't know enough about this to tell you what it was, but it looks like, oh, here's what it was. They bought back uh, 12% of their shares, and that shrunk their capital and uh, improved their return on capital. Yeah. But they're generating 585 a share in cash flow projected next year. Ten times. Uh, it's ten times cash flow. CapEx, 250, so... You know, it's whatever the math on that is. It's 11 times free cash flow. But the mutual fund industry is growing. These guys appear to be the largest in it. I think that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, someone else came out of Kansas City Southern, which I believe was Janice. So I'm, I don't know that for sure. I just It's probably someone knows it. But I think these guys might have grown up being the supplier of, of services in-house to Janice, and they all spun out their own separate ways. Uh, they've got a problem right now, which is that one of their divisions is running a little behind. That's why Value Line doesn't like it. It's because of an implementation problem of some brand new technologies. There's evidently a problem. Well, I suspect that's going to help them gain share, raise price, improve returns. Uh, you know, it's trading on a market basis, PE basis, just at a 9% premium. They've got. Uh, you know, a decent capital structure. It's 50% debt to cap. But mm. To me, that just suggests that mm. it's a stable. And if you look back, a mutual fund, there's nothing more stable than the mutual fund industry. Even in its worst years, it's flat uh, to up slightly. So uh, this is worth taking a look. Now I want to revisit something we've talked about in the past. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a sad story, everybody. For those of you that have been following this one, it's it's H&R Block. Don't I remember the news oh. had just broken that week? Yeah, we... we talked about this last time. Yeah, it would have been back in and, February. And uh, H&R Block, as you all know, is the largest tax provider. Unfortunately, they've had a series of unfortunate events. Hey, if you... it was a calculator error. <laughs> well, I don't know. But, you know, they, they didn't do their taxes right, which is really a bad it was situation a, it was a mechanical problem. for a tax company. Mechanical problem. And, uh, you know, the, the, the various state attorneys, state's attorneys are suing them for overcharging people for, you know, IRA funds. But that's because someone with 100 bucks signs up and there's a $5 charge, and that's onerous as a percent of assets. So I think that may all blow off. They've had just a bad period of publicity due to these dumb things that they've done. Also, they've got some competitors, Jackson Hewitt. That's got to hurt you, though, with uh, employee turnover. 
Oh. You know, you go to a party, you know, people meet you, who you, you know, what do you oh, do for them? You work just, for h Obviously, block. you can't talk oh about it. God. We don't want to get into the personal side of that. I mean, it's sad. You'd have, to, you'd have to assume. Uh, no, I don't work there. I never heard of it. I mean, you obviously. You need a secret identity like we have. Well, of course. So of you course. Go that out. goes without saying. I'm just. <laughs> oh, I'm just the pool guy. <laughs> obviously, they have to do that. But as a stock, ladies and gentlemen, and you don't have to say you own it, but this thing has to be potting me. Now, they do have a good franchise. Certainly, all the people they want to hire every year have heard of them. All the people that want to use them every year have heard of them. There's more taxpayers every year, more tax problems every year. The elusive tax on a postcard is, uh, I'm sure, lifetimes away still. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, this is worth a look. They're, they're having a few problems. Their mortgage business, which was a great contributor a few years ago and still is a good contributor, is flattening out on growth. Uh, there are some issues with competition, but they're still returning, even in these tough, tough times, 20% uh, on capital, 20% on equity. They have a great well, capital structure. Well, we don't structure. really know what the impact of all of this is going to be now, do we? I do. I do. I, <laughs> I'm predicting. It's going to blow over. There's yeah. no harm. You know, and like, it, there's no harm. What's the harm? What's the harm? So they don't do their own taxes properly. I mean, Microsoft infects your desktop every day. And uh, people hate them all over the world. But we're recommending that. <laughs> There's a multi-billion dollar industry out I there understand. just to deal with the flaws I just, of Microsoft. I think products. that uh, you know each person. But we love the stock. Love the stock. Yeah, I do. Sorry. But each person's going to judge H&R Block. I think a lot on their own experience, and so hopefully. You know, they messed up their own taxes, but many people that go to them don't even know that. They don't read the press. They don't own the stock. They just they just see H&R Block at their bus stop. That's all. And they go in at the end of the year when they got to do their taxes. It's not that complicated. Uh, they're losing some share in large part because Jackson Hewitt and uh, this Liberty are getting aggressive in locations. That seems to be the name of the game in this tax service is you just got to scarf up the best locations probably this time of year for next year. And they're going to step that up a little bit. And uh, I think they're not out of the game. They're trading at a 31% discount to the market PE and uh, less than 10 times cash flow. I do think there's a franchise here that has not been ruined. It's been... Uh, it's been, you know, injured for in Wall Street investors, but not for ultimately end clients. Well, and if you let your mind, uh, if you have a little imagination, you can. Uh, they have a terrific uh, distribution pipeline associated with their brand, and arguably under leveraged. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, my next one I'm looking at here, uh, Martian McLennan, MMC. Uh, you know, this is a big insurance broker, and the whole industry got tainted by Elliot Spitzer's concern with uh, some form of sales commission, uh, in effect, to encourage the use of a particular end insurer. And, of course, uh, you know, you could question the ethics of all that, except that it's been legal for uh, 200 years. So, you know, they're going to get into all that and sort out what the rules are. Our industry has gone through rule changes, and, you know, the government doesn't have enough to do, so they got to go and change the rules on everybody. I'm not going to get busted for using a coupon down at the grocery store, am I? Well, stay. You know, it's a direct financial incentive to favor one company's well, product over another. I know. I mean, when you run for governor, you got to do stuff, and, uh, you know, uh, I think that's all fine and good, but... Uh, Marsha McLennan, 
they 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 put a, you know as soon as this became an issue they actually eliminated yeah. those practices so right. they took a hit to revenue but they've maintained integrity they always had a better uh, sales approach than other firms that other firms were strictly commission which you know increased the incentives for those types of behaviors Marsha McLennan was always salary based for their sales force so actually they had less of this than anybody else and they were the fastest to eliminate it so in terms of being the most et most ethical in the industry they uh, maintain that yeah. position and right now the stock is at 28 bucks I just want to point out just back in the year 2000 this stock was not that it's this easy everybody but I mean back in the year 2000 this stock was at 64 and at $18 a share in revenue now it's got $21 a share in revenue and it's at 28 I'd say nothing really else has changed uh, except some perceptions. Arguably, it was quite a bit overvalued at that time, and I probably, I hope I would have been encouraging you to sell it. But profit margins have slipped a lot less than that price decline implies. Uh, returns on capital have gone from, you know, upper teens to, to you know, well, 04 was 3%, but we're, we're coming back 10, 11%. There were some big hits, big catastrophes, hurricanes, things that Marsh ended up having to pay on. Okay, so it's not totally irrational that the stock is not at 60. No, it's not irrational, okay. but I think there are things that you might refer to as mean reversion. Marsh yeah. McLennan is all about probabilities in terms of reserves and pricing, and so in any given year they get it wrong, just like we get it wrong in stocks, but their approach is scientific, it's sound over many years, they've eliminated a business that I think exacerbates people's views that something's gone wrong, it's well no, they're maintaining ethics, took a business away with you know, proactive efforts, and now uh, coming back from some big hits due to some big catastrophes. This is a very well-run company. You get a 2.4% yield. It's 10 times cash flow, which it's never sold at in its life. It's at a, I mean, the reason I'm even talking about it when it's at a premium is just the quality of this thing is so high. It's, uh, you know, it's probably about a 10 enterprise value to EBITDA, which is not easy to get exactly on a value line, but uh, that to me that's a 10% earnings yield, which is double the treasury, and on this one I get growth, and it may be just as safe as the treasury. Now, that's how I might look at a Marsh McLennan. It's worth owning as a core holding of any you know, long-term value portfolio. Now I've got something that's really interesting. I don't have a lot of time left. God bless. This is so exciting. United Online, UNTD. Internet stock. You never heard of it, okay? These are the guys that brought public the net zero brand. They kept the money from the IPO. They know how to invest it uh, with care to earn the best return on their ad dollars and driving customers. Right now, this thing trades at 13 times earnings. It's got a 6.8% yield. The cash flow per share is a buck fifty, and it's at eleven seventy-five. Well, what do they do? They provide low-cost dial-up service. The nine ninety-nine you see on your television late at night. They have taken the spot as best value in internet dial-up. Now you say, well, isn't that a dying channel? Well, it is. Now uh, AOL has about eighteen million subscribers, paying twenty-three bucks a month for dial-up. These guys have about three million paying $9.99 to $14.99, depending on the service. That's about $100 a year per subscriber. I mean, that's more than you know most magazine companies get. It's uh, it's a great number, and they earn 80% gross margins on it. Now the problem is it's slowly going away at about a two to three percent quarterly rate. Meantime, they're adding other properties. 
They bought a little company called Classmates that I know half of you have heard about, uh, which is evolving to be a social site. It's one of the most visited sites on the It is among the most. They've got 40 million people going to that site. And now as they see the demand for things like MySpace and Facebook, these online communities, they are reconfiguring uh, Classmates to take the same people they already have, but make it a better experience for them, allow them to do more things, create a home page, do the kind of things that MySpace and Facebook have done that have allowed them to grow so virally. United Online is doing this on Classmates invisibly. No one even really knows they own it, I don't believe. They paid $100 million for it a couple years ago, and based on the valuation that New York Times just paid for something called About.com, they probably have about $300 million in value at that thing. They also, um, you know, just bought a little thing called MyPoints, which is the biggest point aggregator on the web, touches about 6 million people, and lets people earn points for buying things online. Wow, Value Line has all that information? And no, this I own this issue. stock. I own the stock. I'm excited about it. I'm not even reading the Value Line right now. I'm so excited about it. But here's, here's something else. When you look at the top 10 internet sites uh, and I think it was uh, New York Times over the weekend had a nice article about the Internet. Uh, top 10 sites for advertisers on the Internet delivering pages on the Internet includes Juno, which they own, NetZero, which they own, and Classmates, which they own. When you aggregate it, three of the top ten. Three of the top ten. When you aggregate it, they're the number three. So you got things like Google, Yahoo, MSN, United Online, but you don't see their name. It's all their brands. Now, here's another little valuation. I really think we're running out of time. They have a $524 million enterprise value right now. They've got 17.6 million accounts. That's $30 per account. I'm just suggesting that's a bargain basement price. They pay a 7% yield, have no debt. Go look this up, everybody. UNTD and buy it. Now, I just want to contrast that with Google which I'm a huge fan. I love it. It's changing the world, of course, and I'm a giant fan, and good luck to them. But on valuation, everybody, it's really difficult. They have a $114 billion valuation. Uh, they do things that uh, require very smart people uh, and some time and a lot of money. So is that copyable? I mean, I think it is, okay? But they have $114 billion uh, enterprise. Let's say they have $100 million subscribers, users, whatever in the United States. That's a thousand dollars per user in the US, hundred million. That's a decent guess. Now, but let's extend that out. Let's say that they might get a billion users worldwide now, which I think would be half of all people who can read in the world. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And that would be certainly uh, more yeah. than have access daily to that's a hundred dollars per let's just call that the potential user. They're serving up advertising, smart people money. I say that's copyable. What was the United Online number? Thirty. 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 That's that. based on what they have now. UN United Online also has this uh, VOIP service. Vonage just went public at $300 a subscriber. These guys have about 40,000 subscribers. It's growing like a mad. Projections for VOIP are huge. These guys have a foothold in VOIP, just like an in internet, as best value connector, and that's something they can uh, defend. And so uh, I'm very excited about it. Let's look at Yahoo. I'm also a huge fan and user of Yahoo. They have a $42 billion enterprise value. Let's also say they have 100 million users uh, in the U.S. That's 420 dollars per user. Now, United Online is at 30. Or let's again say that people are using Yahoo worldwide. Right. That's a billion users. That's still 
$42 per potential user with not a lot of room for additional users. So I think that... All they have uh, to do is get to a billion. Where are they now? You know, they're 60 times... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're 60 times... Again, great company, little expensive. eBay works out the same way. United Online, you got to look at it, UNTD. That's all I have this week. This has been Val Hughes. Get it? And Vern Value, happy holidays. We'll see you next week, everybody.